On paper, you'd think this was going to be one hell of a train wreck. But then you listen, and you realize common sense doesn't have a party, an ideology, a stereotype, or a color. Can we be united again? Stick around, and we'll prove it. This is Doc in the Block. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Doc in the Block podcast. I'm here with three-time Grammy award-winning Big Block Spencer, the greatest music producer in the world, one of my good friends and uh, somebody who takes really good care of my my singer and my family, Sydney. How you doing today, Block? I'm doing good, man. I'm sitting right here with probably the best, well, not probably, the best orthopedic surgeon in the world, and not only that. He's a better friend than he is a surgeon. I appreciate you, my brother. Hey, it's good to see you this morning. Same I love man. I love doing the Doc in the Block podcast. For those of you who aren't familiar with our show, uh, Block and I are uh, really good friends. So we we yeah brothers. We're yeah. brothers, man. Yep we we met a couple of years ago. Um, he tore his tricep working out. I fixed it, and uh, we just became friends. He takes care of my daughter, who's uh, turning out to be. Great. A, a great singer. Great. And all all thanks to Block, who's been developing oh, her. And um you know, it's, it's you and the boss lady, man. Y'all gave her them, them jeans, man. And a talent. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just tightening up. I'm just dressing it all up. So yeah. she's coming along. She's yeah, getting she's ready. She's coming along very well, man. She uh we're working on her album right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Simply be. And um, you know, you know, coming along pretty good, man. So we got together and we started thinking about uh, the things that make people successful in life. And uh, Block always tells his story about the first time he had his own bed was at the age of 17 when he went to prison Mm -hmm. and he turned his life around. And now he's got three Grammys and he's got a huge music producing business and uh, is just uh, living the dream. And um, he and I uh, have gotten together. We're really good friends. And we started thinking about ways to help young people coming up in life and, and how do you, how do you succeed in life? And I think you and I have kind of been through some things. We're old enough to have had some trials and tribulations in our life, like everybody does. Mm -hmm. And I think I've uh, learned a lot. I know I've learned a lot about how to behave and the more good thing about us, man, we, we both hold our own accountability, man. You know, say that's one thing I like about this. this relationship. We, we've been through a lot of stuff, man. And we, you know, we really hold accountability to what we've done. Every day in life, and I know that. And the secret, really, to success in life is developing uh, proper habits. Yep. You know, it's the habits of life, the the things that you do every day, the things that you do instinctively that affect the outcome of the yep. the things that happen in your life. Of course, everything happens the way it happens. We all go through tough yep. times. We all go through good times. But if you react to these things in a predictable way, in a standard way, you get your best possible outcomes. And you know, my, what we were talking about earlier, my, my, the thing that my parents taught me, that my grandfather taught me, honesty, integrity, accountability, those three values are, are the most important, I believe. And just, uh, uh, you know, virtues in general. And that's what we're going to be talking about on this show. We're going to be bringing on guests of ours, uh, famous people that you've known, not so famous people, you know, but very successful people who all will be able to share their stories and their, their uh, experiences overcoming uh, obstacles and then becoming successful. My father used to always tell me, if you want to be successful in life or successful at something, find somebody who's already done it and do what they do. And that's like copy their habits. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of my favorite, 
One of my favorite cuts that demonstrates significant accountability is uh, Tim Tebow at the University of Florida. They're expected to win the national championship. I forget what year it is, but they come out, they lose a game. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of people would step up to that microphone and say, well, listen, you know, it wasn't really my fault. My receivers weren't catching the ball. My line wasn't blocking for me. The defense didn't do what it needed to do. But that's not what Tim Tebow do. Let's let's hear what Tim Tebow said. He runs right. He's hit. He's going to be short. He didn't get it. I'm sorry. Uh, extremely sorry. You know, we were hoping for an undefeated season. That was my goal. Something Florida's never done here. But I promise you one thing. A lot of good will come out of this. You have never seen any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of the season. And you never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody the rest of the season. And you never see a team play harder than we will the rest of this season. God bless. First step, though. First step, baby. You know that that to me was an unbelievable uh, uh, act yeah. and demonstration of accountability. He didn't go mm-hmm. out there. He didn't deflect. Yeah. He owned it. Yeah. And moreover, he he uh, you know he let everybody yeah. know I we messed up, but that's not going to happen again. Yeah. I'm going to work as hard as possible and do everything I can. And what happened? Yeah. Ended up winning the national yeah. championship that year. And I just. I really love that because when you think about it, he was just a kid. You know, he was just a college kid when he did it. And it's such a rare thing these days to be accountable. And it's not always yeah. easy to be accountable. You know, that when shows character too, man. That ex- shows character too. Exactly. And when I was yeah. young, you know, I remember thinking like being accountable was kind of scary. You got to own yeah. stuff. People, you know, you might not get opportunities that you thought you might get. And, you know, you try to say it wasn't me. It was the other person. And then as I got older, I kind of learned that when you are accountable, it's a very attractive quality to other yep. people and becoming accountable actually ended up being something that like, brings you to the top of the list. So if you're working, uh, you know, if you're on a team and you can show the coach that you're accountable, or if you're in school yep. and you can show that you're accountable, you know, teachers will, will give you the benefit of the doubt in the future. They'll, they'll, they'll look at you with a kinder eye uh, when you're trying to get a job. You know, I know as I employ a lot of people and that's what I look for. It's like, not, I, I don't care if you make mistakes, yeah. But if you show me that when you make mistakes, you own it, it. that man, I'm going to put you in charge of stuff because I know I can trust you. And so I want to talk a little bit about accountability today. And why don't you tell me something in your life that demonstrates when you were accountable and then tell me something that showed showed, there was a time when you were not accountable. Let me show you. Well, I'm going to give you an example of uh, my daughter, right? my oldest daughter. She had just moved out. They got a roommate. And, um, and, um, you know, they were the spring break. You know, they was, um, they got all dressed up. They they flew down to Miami. They had a good time. So about two, about about, about three days after they got back from the trip, she called me and said, Pops, that's what's happening. She said, hey, um, I need to borrow about $500. I said, for what? She said, I, I said, damn, they just go out of town? She's like, yeah. She's like, but, uh, you know, when they need their rent, I was like, listen, man. Right now, we teach you about life. I should have taught you this a long time ago. I thought I did, by you know, say by by example, but I didn't get in depth with it. I said, "Listen, you pay your rent first. And said, you got to be held accountable for that." And I want to do it so bad. I just told. Her, I said, "I couldn't lie. So I didn't have it. I was. I just can't do it this time." And man, two years later, man, she bought her own house. She came to me, man. She, you know what? That tough love really taught me to really be, you know, really stand up on what I need to do first. And that's part of accountability that I think that I, that I, um, like I kind of had that accountability first, you know, like, like younger, because I didn't have to hit rock bottom. Sometimes when you, 
to 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 really own up to the accountability, you got to hit rock bottom. Some people got to just hit rock bottom. Don't have nothing. And then they come back and say, you know what? I got to, okay, really stand up on my own shit. I really got to just do what's right. You know what I'm saying? I got to put priorities first. You know what I'm saying? And that's like priority and accountability goes hand in hand to me. And I think that story with my daughter, that teach her that tough love. I think that taught her. And now she's teaching her daughter, my granddaughter, the same thing at five, six years old. You know what I'm saying? Which, like I said, which I should got it more in depth about certain things and certain priorities you do, but it's never too late. But that's part of the accountability that I think that I gave to my, my daughter, my family. And I think a lot of people need to be held accountable themselves for not even doing that. You know what I'm saying? So that you're bringing up a really good point. Accountability yeah. is not just with yourself. Accountability yeah. is yeah. about holding other people yeah. accountable, you know, yeah. and there's, there's a morality to that that mm-hmm. leads to success in life. And, you know, we, yeah. you and I talked last week, you know, what do you want to talk about next week? And I was like, well, for me, it's always honesty, integrity, accountability. Yeah. And I, to me, accountability is a really big one. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I have so many thoughts on this. I remember, um, when I was in my residency program, mm-hmm. you, you know, you go through five years of residency, learning how to be an orthopedic surgeon, and you have this big uh, presentation that you're supposed to do at the end. And I was doing a presentation on Tommy John surgery on the elbow. So I was working for another surgeon mm-hmm. who does this Tommy John surgery. And I was putting together this big presentation that we do at a thing called grand rounds where you go to this big auditorium, all the doctors from around the town show up and it's, it's a big yeah, deal. Big show. And for the doctor that I'm working for, mm-hmm. it's a big deal for him. And so I have my, and it, you know, this is the culmination of five years at w- of work and, you know, it's a big coming out for a young doctor and everything like that. It was a big, it was big. And so I put a lot of work into it and it was awesome. Yeah. And the night before I'm going through it and, um, I mean, I'm like, yeah. I'm ready to go, man. Yeah. I'm going to hit this one out of the park and my career's, my career's is off to the races, yeah. you know? So the next day comes in, it's in the morning, grand rounds, big day. I'm nervous. The auditorium is filling up with all these doctors and I'm young. So they're all kind of scary to me. You know, they're all experienced and, you know, they all written papers and books and, you know, they're the big dudes around town. So I get up there and I start doing my presentation and the first slide comes up and it's like, yeah, I'm doing my stuff on Tommy John surgery. And then the next slide comes up, but it isn't the second slide. It's like further down. And I'm like, (laughs) well, so I start kind of making it up and, yeah. you know, in so my I'm head, I'm, no, I'm thinking what's happening. So then yeah. I click it. The next slide is not the third slide. It's like even yeah. further. And anyway, you know, I don't know how many slides I had, but like mm-hmm. maybe 30 slides, yeah. but it showed like 10 and I got to the end of the thing. And I remember looking at my boss and he's like, like in disbelief. So did of, you go over that morning? Did you go over that morning? I'm about to do the reveal. Yeah. So in those days, PowerPoint, uh-huh. is, you know, a computer program where you put these slides together. Well, PowerPoint, you can look at on edit mode, but you can also look at it on slideshow mode. Okay. Like what, it, you know, on the edit mode, you see words on the side and everything like that, but the slideshow is like what it looks like when you're actually doing the yep. presentation. And PowerPoint has a system on it where you can hide slides. And I didn't know that. So, so if the, and the reason you have this hide a slide the purpose of it is so you could do the long version or the short version. And so you can pick slides to like, okay, don't show these. Mm -hmm. So you could do a short version of it. I didn't know that was, and I got up there and I did the presentation and it was horrifying. My boss was horrified. I was horrified. I laid an egg. I thought this was going to negatively impact my career. And it probably did. Um, it probably affected the relationship I had with my boss forever because I really let him down. And you know what? the instinct I have is it wasn't my fault. 
I didn't know. I didn't know there was yeah. highs up, but you know what? I should have run it through the slideshow mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I should have done it the way, but I didn't want to because I was, I was cutting corners. It's because if yeah. you see something on the slideshow yeah. and you're like, you know what? I don't like it. Yeah. Then you have to go out of it, go yeah. to the edit mode, you edit. And it was time consuming. So I was like, man, let me just look at it on yeah. the edit mode. I cut corners. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. that ultimately was my fault. And I own the consequences of that. And it was a good lesson for me about, yeah. you know, our motto is what? No excuses. No, no excuses. So, you know, your instincts are anytime something doesn't go your way, it's always somebody else's fault. And sometimes it really, you know, to yep. me, that's an honest mistake. Yep. I did not know there was a height of slide there. And I mean, I was a victim, you know, that's the easy thing to say. I was a victim, but at the end of the day, you need to learn that you own accountability. You have to be accountable. And, you know, it's the same thing. If you're going to go to a job interview and you say, Oh, traffic got me. Well, yep. you should have accounted yep. for the traffic. Mm-hmm. That's what an accountable person does. And when you're accountable, then you're successful. So when do you think that starts? Like, no, right, you, right like, off the bat. So, you, like, when you think, I'm saying, like, when do you think, like, as a as a father, because we are fathers, or even as a youngin, a young person, when do you think that lesson should be taught? Man, every time you have an opportunity to do it, you know, yeah. you need to start doing. It. I can by tell examples you, and stuff like that, right? That's what I do, with my kids. Well, by example. example, you know, the other thing too is if you start holding your kids accountable for the little things, yeah. you know, because to a kid. Little things are big. Yeah, um, but, yeah, but 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 are you teaching them that? As a hundred percent, hundred percent. You got to teach that right after that. I, I, you know, I'll tell you, my daughter was doing a school project not too yeah. long ago, and the power went out, mm-hmm. and her computer went down. Of course, she hadn't mm-hmm. saved it; was all gone. Yeah. And man, she, <laughs> this was Sydney. She <laughs> oh, was, oh. she was carrying on and carrying on. And I'm just like, Sydney, 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 you just learned the same thing that every human being on this planet has learned. And when you're putting together a project, you got to press that save button every, every two seconds, every, every time. time you press that save button. I'm like, that yeah. happened to me in college with uh, my first, you know, we had a little power outage. Uh, I was like, where'd my paper go? You yeah. know? So she was bawling and crying yeah. and everything. And I was telling her, listen, Sydney, all that balling and crying is not going to get this yeah. project done. You still got to get it done. So I was and like, get up, get out, so I was like, take your time, mm-hmm. let it out. Yeah. And I'm going to come back in here. I'm going to help you. And we're going to get it finished. So I came out and she's still, uh, yeah. and I was like, are you ready to go? And she's like, no, I need more time. I was like, okay, yeah. let it out. And then eventually, you know, she got it. I was like, okay, let's yeah. be accountable. Let's just go do it. And it was like, you know, my heart was breaking too. You know, yeah. it's like, I know that hurts. And I know that was, you know, put, put a lot of pain on her and everything, yeah. but, you know, for a school paper. But she know now, though. She know to hit that oh, button now. Oh, man. She's the most accountable person. I mean, <laughs> she's yeah. almost too accountable. One time, one time, <laughs> Alyssa was uh, wanting to go out to dinner with yeah. me. So I was on the treadmill working out. And um, Alyssa calls me. She's like, yeah, I'm going to meet you at uh, the Korean barbecue. Yeah. And I was like kind of irritated. Like, man, I'm in the middle of my workout. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish my workout and then I'll meet her there. Yeah. So I finished my workout. We get in the car. Sydney's in the car with me. We're driving to go yeah. meet her at the Korean barbecue and I'm late. Yeah. And Alyssa calls me. She's like, where are you? We're yeah. already, me and Sienna are already at the Korean bar. I was like, oh, well, you know, we're driving. We'll be there. And Sydney's like, mom, we just left the house. We're still in the neighborhood. <laughs> we're not even close enough. Like, thanks for being so uh, accountable, yeah. Sydney. Uh, yeah. you, she, she ratted me yeah. out. You know, Alyssa got a little bit mad at me. But uh, you know what? I was like, I was proud of it, you yeah. know, in the sense that, uh, you know, she, she can't tell a lie. She's mm-hmm. an accountable person. But, uh, you know, accountability to me is not just holding others accountable. It's a process of learning how to be accountable. It's understanding. But also, but also teach your kid it's cool if you if you do make a mistake. And it's like, I think a lot of people, they don't take they don't take that charge and they don't take that that uh, responsibility because they're scared they'll fail. They're scared they failed. 
And, well, hey, hey, everybody feels it. Everything sometimes. No, so that's that's you know actually saying? a really good point. So yeah. that is the the reason. One of the reasons that people are, I would say, a primary reason that people yeah. aren't accountable is because they're worried it will yeah. negatively yeah. impact their life. Like yeah. my boss will be mad at me. Yeah. I won't get a raise. I won't get yeah. promoted. Coach's not going to play me. Yeah. You know stuff like that. So own up to it, man. That's what I tell them all the time. Own up to it. But what I think you'll find is yeah. when you start behaving in an accountable way, Wait. it's actually going to have a positive yeah. impact on your life. And I'll give you a good Absolutely. example. When I was in medical school. I was in the ICU and I can't even remember what we were doing, but it's the chief resident was really angry mm-hmm. about me making a mistake, but it wasn't me. It was this other guy. Yeah. And so he comes, he's screaming at me in, in the middle of the ICU and it was embarrassing. You know, yeah. they got like patients in there. They got nurses and all kinds of workers and everything in there. My, my classmates. And this guy's like in my face spitting at me. Yeah, you did this. Uh, yeah. And he's in my head. I was thinking, man, I just want to say it was the other guy, you know, but I didn't because I also had my father in the back of my head. It's like tough times. Don't test your character. They reveal your character. Be accountable. So I was standing there like and I took it. And when he was done, I just said, I'm sorry, sir. It won't happen again. I promise. And he walks out. And then my friend came up to me. He's like, dude, why don't you just rat out? Yeah. You know, what's his name? Who, whose father was? And I, I was so frustrated. I didn't say anything. I was embarrassed. I just walked out of there. Yeah. And I was just like, man. And you know what happened? Another lesson is the truth always comes out. So eventually the chief resident learned that it wasn't me. It was the other guy and was so impressed by the fact that I stood there and took it and was accountable mm-hmm. that he never bothered me again. And not only that, but even times when probably it was my fault, he just let it go because I had been accountable in the first place. And it was like, Wow. You know, it was kind of one of, it sticks with me because it yeah. was a time when I was like, I was being accountable. I didn't want to yeah. be accountable. And then I kind of was like, wow, being accountable actually ended up helping me out in the end. And it made me want to be more accountable in the future. And I'll give you another time that was really the biggest. I get into my fellowship. So I'm, a, I'm going into sports medicine. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm doing a case and I was always a good surgeon. You know, not to brag about myself, yeah. but like every time I went on different, yeah, every, best, every time I went best. on different rotations, like yeah. the my bosses would always be like, man, you got the best hands of anybody I ever saw to the point where I was like, yeah, yeah. I, that's, I hear that all the time. To it. So I go to this fellowship yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm doing the, I'm doing a surgery. He leaves me to do an ACL surgery by myself. So he leaves to go to the room and do another case. And everybody in the room is like, man, he's never let a fellow do an ACL by himself. Like, man, you're the greatest. Like, oh my God. And I'm like feeling all this love and all this adulation from everybody. So I'm doing the case and there's this part we have to drill the tunnel. We call it blowing out the back wall. I I don't want to get into the details, but I felt like I made a mistake and I was worried about it. And in my head, I'm thinking nobody's going to know I made this mistake if I don't say so. The only thing that might happen is the patient might have a bad outcome, but it'll be months down the road. Nobody's going to attribute it to me. But in my mind, I'm like that crossed my mind, but you know what? It's not the right thing to do. So everybody's cheering me on. He, my boss comes back in the room. How's it going in here? Oh man, he's doing great. He's like the best surgeon ever. And I went, I think I blew out the back wall. And Mm -hmm. then he's like, hang on a second, like all serious now. And everybody's like the adulation kind of stopped. And I'm just like, Oh boy. So he leaves the room. He washes his hand. He comes back in. He kind of checks everything. He goes, Nope, it's perfect. Wow. And he goes, so then we go through the day. This is like early in the day. So we didn't finish till like probably 10 o'clock at night. So I'm in the locker room that night, 10 Mm -hmm. o'clock. He just me and him. I'm sitting in there and he comes up and he goes, Hey man, I just want to talk to you for a second. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, cause you know, you did a really good job today. And he goes, I want to tell you something else. 
the fact that you came to me about blowing out that back wall, even though you didn't blow out that back wall, he goes, now I trust you. He goes, now I trust you with anything. And I can't even tell you how much that changed our relationship for the better. Like I'm going to give you more responsibility. I'm going to give you more freedom and all that kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, wow, again, like being accountable, it was not feeling good in the moment, but it ended up coming back to serve me. I think if, yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was, mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, to cut you off, I was in um, yeah, this weekend revolt was in the city, you know, all that's P Diddy, all that TV channel, and I was on the panel and I was telling the guys, you know, a lot of guys was asking like, you know, how did you get in the music business and how did you like, like run the building? We say like he gave you the building, you know, like once they can go home and go to sleep, so to speak, they give you the building, and that means you can do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, how you want to do it. And I was telling him, I was like, listen, you know, one of the first things that I that I learned um, learned coming up was um, like stand on your ten toes. That's what we call it in the hood. Stand on your ten toes. That means being held accountable for whatever that you do, right, wrong, results, no excuses. So, so I tell the guys, I was saying when I first got in, like I came in with my own plan. That's number one. You gotta have your own plan. Number two. You got to be able to accept the challenges that come with it. And I did a um, Biggie album, like uh, his his post album once he died. And uh, Biggie one, Smalls. Yeah, the Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. Just so everybody out there knows, he's not playing, man. He's talking about the, yes, the biggest yeah. guys in the industry. That's who Block is. Yeah, so um, thank you. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> so Puff called me, did he called me and said, listen, man, we're on the, last, on the last two, three days before we close it out. So, so I'm in Atlanta right now. So, uh, so we recorded in New York. You got Jay Z on there. You got Nas. You got Eminem. You got all the big artists on on, on Big Apple. And um, so they want this new artist. My name was Big Gee, B I G G E E. Big Gee. He was a new artist uh, for the group Boys in the Hood. And uh, Puff Puff loved him. Plus Puff signed him with uh, with the deal that I went through with Puff with. So Puff wanted to kind of like springboard his career, like put him on the album. And I did a song with Scarface, Big Scarface, Biggie. Um, Big G and Akon. So, so I called the artist, you know, uh, the night before. I said, "Listen, man, we're gonna leave like at seven in the morning." He's okay, cool. When just hit me, so I'm calling him about about two in the morning. I'm like, I really need him with me now. Got the plane leave about five five fifty something like that. You know, make a long story short, we end up missing the plane because I couldn't find him. So, so I called Puff. I said, listen, man, I finally got him. It was like 7 o'clock the next day. I said, finally got him. It's really my bad. I really should have, like, 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 got this guy. Cause he was a real street guy, real guy that really lives with his rap about. And I was like, man, what I should have done, done my homework. And when they kind of kidnapped me, so to speak, to just be with me all that day. And then we just catch the plane. Because you got to do what you got to do to get things done. Puff, <laughs> Puff model is get it done. No matter how you do it, just get it done. So I called Puff, but I mean, but we were, I mean, but we were able to just, just, just switch some times around when we made it. So I was telling the guys that was, um, there's an audience. I was saying, sometimes, you know, like you, you don't want to say nothing. You want to tell other people business, but you know, but sometimes you got to man up on things that wasn't even your fault. Yeah, it wasn't my fault, but I had to turn things around, yeah. and I just had to take it. And that's when Puff gave me the building. He was like, "Man, listen, you gave me enough time to work." Work things around, and we still got it done. And that got me the building. I ran 
they had about 14 years. And it's just another example of when you are accountable, it Absolutely. gives you opportunity. It demonstrates to yeah. other people that you have other qualities, yeah. right? The other qual- yeah. And that they can depend on you. You yeah. know, the other thing about accountability too is, is, you know, th- sometimes things are out of our control, like yeah. the traffic, like I didn't know the technology on that PowerPoint presentation, but yeah. accountability means you have to account yeah, for that everybody. stuff. Like there are things that are just beyond your control that affect things, but the really accountable people take that yeah. into account. So if you think there might be traffic for a job interview, you don't leave an hour early. You leave two hours. Yeah, early. You do what it, you know, when I got to go to the airport, yeah. that plane's leaving when mm-hmm. it leaves. So I got to make sure I'm at the airport. So I'm accountable in that way. And I tend to be, mm-hmm. I'll show up there three hours early. Cause I don't like the stress of my wife. She likes to be running through the oh, yeah. terminal. You know what I mean? But you know, yeah. I remember one time when I was a kid, we used to go to the, um, drive-in movie theaters. And uh, a lot of times we, you know, go with a bunch of people. We would, we would set up the lawn chairs, you know, and put the little sound things out there and everybody kind of hanging out. And uh, anyway, I had my, my parents station wagon facing backwards. They opened the back and put pillows and stuff. So some, some people were like hanging in Hawaii, right? Yeah. This is in Hawaii. I'm in high school. We're watching Conan the Barbarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Guys are in the back of my car. I'm out on the lawn chair, hanging up my friends next day. So I, Movie's over. I go yeah. home and now it's Saturday and our family's like, my dad has us out doing stuff, cleaning oh, and, you know, mowing the lawn and all oh. that kind of stuff. And my little brother goes into the back of the car and there's some beers in there. Oh, unopened beers. Yeah. And my, my little brother goes, to my dad, like, dad, what are these beers are in the back of the car? And my dad comes up to me and I had no idea they were back. I mean, yeah. I didn't go back there. Uh, and my father just looks at me and he goes, if you, if I ever catch you drinking and driving, you will never see the car again. And yeah. I was like, dad, that's not even, my, he goes, if I ever catch you drinking and driving, you will never see it. Dad, I wasn't even the back. I didn't even have, if I ever catch yeah. you drinking and driving, Understand you will me? never see the car again. And it was like, <laughs> that's my father telling me about accountability. It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter what all the extraneous things are, the things that are beyond your control. At the end of the day, I'm holding you accountable. And it's like, you know, it's a lifetime yeah. of being accountable. And I'm sitting here thinking. I was not always accountable in my yeah. life. I mean, I have had plenty of times where I was like, it's not me and all that kind of stuff. And it, th- those kinds of things don't work out. And funny, I don't remember them as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the stuff where I was accountable and things worked my, out my way. Uh, you know, I remember that stuff. You know, I remember when I was in high school, in high school football, I was, uh, uh, I was in 11th grade and we're watching film with the team. And uh, I was a linebacker and I was probably about 5'11", 175 pounds. And, uh, back yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, you know, we're, we're watching film and we got the oh. whole team in there and coach Pavich mm-hmm. who used to play uh, linebacker for UCLA. So he was a stud mm-hmm. and he, ex- and he used to look at our team and be like, we don't have any studs. So it was our teamwork and the way we yeah. did things that made us successful. And we were pretty good. We competed for the state championship that year. We lost in the game. We, we lost to the eventual champions gotcha. that year, but he was just a no nonsense kind of guy and very uh, holding people accountable. And I really gravitated to him. I yep. really liked him. He and I, he still, I still see, you know, see him on Facebook and yep. stuff. But I remember one time we were watching film and uh, there was a dive play running backs coming up the middle. Mm-hmm. I took on the guard with my proper arm, you know, proper form, you know, slid off, got my head across the guy, made the tackle and coach watches the play <laughs> And then he watches it again and he watches it because all that happened. The guy gained five yards. So he's, so he's rolling the tape back. He's rolling it forward. And he's just trying to understand what happened. And so he looks at me and he goes, you know, Scott Barber. 
He goes, you did absolutely everything That's right. Your job. He, no, he goes, you job. did. He goes, you did absolutely everything right on that play. You're just too small and weak to be a linebacker. <laughs> That's what I said. That's but you know, and I was like, I remember thinking, like, it hurt a yeah. little bit. It was a little bit embarrassing. It wasn't. It wasn't like. Uh, it wasn't done in a mean way. It was kind of like a humorous thing. But I was like, okay, I'm yeah. too small and weak. So what am I going to do to be accountable? I mean, I I can make myself a little bit bigger by lifting weights and stuff like that. And I did, but I also have to, I also have to use the tools that God did give me, you know, size strength. You own up to it though. You own up to it. Exactly. He didn't do me any favors by saying, Oh, you're the greatest guy in the world. And everything that, that wasn't going to work. He's like, listen, you did everything right. The guy still gained five yards. Can't have that. So, you know, by the next year, you know, I ended up being second team all league and Mm -hmm. honorable mention all state, which, you know, for me, that was good. You know, yeah. I really played to the best of my ability and everything like that. So accountability is a huge thing. It, t- it comes, you know, I wasn't born accountable. I had people to train me accountable, no. which is why you and I started the, the Big Timers Foundation, because we talk about inner city kids yeah. and, uh, and not just inner city, but just kids in general that don't have that kind of mentorship yeah. like I had with my father and my grandfather. Um, you talk about it all the time yeah. that uh, yeah, not having that. And that's what we're trying to provide. Yeah, see, Scott, I was, you know, I was, I was talking to um, to Lieutenant that that we did the um, the give back to, and I was telling him, I was like, man, sometimes like we have to go to all, you know, we have to do our own neighborhoods. We have to go to our own neighborhoods. What I mean by us is the blacks, the ones that really live in that neighborhood, that really grew up in that neighborhood. That we got to start standing up. And I'm one of y'all, man. I'm telling y'all, the big timers, this foundation, man, what we're doing. And we really give it back. We really want to teach y'all about accountability. We want to show y'all, yo, man, listen, you can do it too. Y'all know I'm from Kirkwood. I was raised in Kirkwood. I raised in Watts, L.A. If I can do it, damn well, y'all can do it. So, um, yeah, and that's why we we uh, we really, every day, I mean, shit, man, big times I live it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, go, I mean, I go to the hood every day. So my studio is in the middle of the hood. Like I put a million dollar establishment right in the middle of Kirkwood. Just to show y'all, listen, man, if I can do it, you can do it. I can show you the way to do it. Even though y'all might have no, your dads, your uncles, you know what I'm saying, you're raised by your moms, but now you can come to us. The big timers is a lane where, where we'll, we'll, we'll take up the fatherhood, fathership. We'll take up the mothership we have to. We'll take up whatever we got to do to show y'all there's another way and a more prosperous way. So we're setting up a network yep. where people can have community and a family, family, set up a family, set up a family that gives us opportunity that block used to talk to me about a lot of, a lot of kids don't have connections. They yeah. don't have that ability to yeah. take the next step. And that's what we want to do is be able to pull kids out of their environments, yeah. show them another world. And I think the other thing you need to, that people need to understand is guys like you and me, not only just get along, but we're brothers. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, we don't, we don't, hate each other. You see like people got to hate each other on the news and all this kind of stuff. And it's not real life. There's good people. There's good people out there and you just need to seek them out. When you have negativity in your way, go around it, go over it, go under it, go through it. Uh, Own your own stuff, you know, own your life, be accountable, no excuses. And the sky's the limit. Hey man, stand on it guys. You gotta, you know, say like one of the first days in life, you know, once you know you're wrong, stand on it, stand on it, man. It'll get you way further than you think. It, it, it'll put you more in the green and put you in the red if you stand on it. You catch your big timers on the, the docandtheblock.com. And on there, you'll see uh, an area where you can contact us for the uh, for the big timers. Um, and and, and, and uh, anybody that want to be a big timer. I mean, like, you can be a big timer too. You know what I'm saying? Mentor, anybody want to get on there, 
DoctorTheBlock.com. You'll see a session on there. Come on, man. Let's get it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Doc and the Block. We'll be back next week where we're going to be talking about honesty. Everybody have a great week. 